Hello. Thank you very much for listening to the James and Kim cast. I'm James Howard. I'm Kim Carson. Thank you so much for listening. So here in the next few minutes, we're going to hear from a dad from our area, from the Chattanooga, North Georgia area. And he's got one of those warm and fuzzy feel-good stories, uh, how his son, who's six years old, uh, was saved. So stick around for that. Uh, also, uh, we'll, we'll tackle some questions, some pretty tough questions, like how did red and green become Christmas colors? Have you ever thought about that before? I've never thought uh, about that. It's just that. ingrained in us, you know? <laughs> What's the most successful Christmas movie ever? Oh, I've got some <laughs> ideas on that. <laughs> True or false? Jingle Bells was written to be a Christmas song. We'll answer that question hmm. for you. And, uh, you know, the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree? When was it first put up? It, it, the year? It, it goes back. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. It goes back. So we'll... This is my favorite tree this year because it had a little owl in it. Yeah, that's right. And it had a little... Uh, little fr- it had a, they found a rare frog inside that tree, too. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. That's that- a, see, that's a cool tree. Yeah. So <laughs> we're going to have fun. So stick with us. But first, let's kick off this week's podcast with the COVID carolers. Serenading you evenings now through Christmas. The COVID carolers. You won't be able to hear all your holiday favorites. So have yourself a very muffled Christmas. The COVID carolers coming to a neighborhood near you. <laughs> there you go, the, the COVID car- carolers. <laughs> that's so funny. It's something different. Carolers, uh, if you're going to go caroling, it, it, that's that, that's going to look a little different this year for sure. It is. So, it is. That's something that I do every year. And obviously we didn't do it this year. Right. And I will never forget there was a, um, a new family that, that moved in the neighborhood. This was a couple of years ago. And they were from a different country. They were not used to that tradition of <laughs> Did you scare them? <laughs> ten to fifteen people with candles <laughs> and sheet music knocking on the door and singing Christmas carolers. Uh, it's Christmas carols. And so anyway, he uh, came to the door and he backed up about ten feet and he disappeared into another room and we were, you know, singing uh, we were singing uh, the first Noel. Right. And we were like, where did he go? And then all of a sudden, it kind of just we just kind of faded away. And then we looked at each other. We were like, where did he go? Well, he was on all fours. Like, we couldn't see him. And he slammed the door. <laughs> what? So it was like, we wish you, you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. We, wish you, we wish you. That wasn't well, very that was Christmassy. Awkward. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, 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 yeah, uh, he, he doesn't speak great English, but it was, uh, we, we talked to him a couple of weeks after that. That's fact. hilarious. Yeah, exactly. so, right, so anyway, that, that was, uh, that was a, a fun experience. An interesting experience. A very unique experience when it comes to Christmas caroling. Speaking of unique things, since Christmas is so very different this year, guess what I am cooking for Thanksgiving dinner? I mean, Christmas dinner. What are you, what are you cooking? Uh, a turducken. A turducken. I've seen pictures and I've heard about them. Tell, tell everybody what a turducken is. It's duck within a chicken within a turkey. And it's boneless. I ordered it. And uh-huh. I'm going to cook it with bourbon gravy. Oh, so it that is. That was recommended, by the way. So it is. Okay. So it, so it's. It looks like a Swiss roll. So, But it's boneless. Everything's boneless. It's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, it, it, okay. Yeah. Okay. It looks like a Swiss roll. But so you're, you're not 
is it are you ordering it? Is it already cooked? No, no, no. I still have to cook it. I, I've ordered it already put together, so okay. I don't have to put it together. Okay. I felt like that I would not do that very well. So turducken it is. I'll have to let you know. I've never ever tried turducken. Yeah, do you want me to bring you some? Uh, yeah, sure. I, I think I think I would like a turducken. Maybe bring me a slice of, of oh, turducken. turducken. Yeah, okay. exactly. All right, all yeah. right. Because see, I was kind of thinking doing the same thing, but as a joke. <laughs> You're calling my Christmas dinner a joke now. Well, no, actually, I, I was thinking about getting a, a, a big turkey and then putting a, a Cornish hen inside the big turkey. Why not? Well, and then and then telling the girls, "Hey, look, it's a baby. The, the, that it's a baby turkey." Is the funniest thing I've ever heard of. I think you should do it. You think I should do that? Okay. Or just go get one of those little rotisserie chickens. That might be easier, right? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you have a big turkey, though. <laughs> okay, so how did red and green become Christmas colors? How? Have you ever thought about this? Do you no, know, do you know just, the answer to this? No, I don't, because it's just Christmas. That's Christmas to me. So we mostly have Holly and, and Coca-Cola to thank for the red and green Christmas colors. Wow, okay. So Holly obviously has you know bright red berries and uh, dark green leaves. It was used a long time ago by the ancient Celts for uh, winter solstice celebrations as a symbol of protection and good luck. So that's where we get the... You know, the, the, the holly, the green. The holly, jolly Christmas. And then, lo and behold, Coca-Cola, their role in, in making the colors a widespread combo didn't really become popular until 1931. And it was a um, it was a, a Christmas ad featuring Santa Claus in red and in a red and white suit. You know, it's funny. In my mind, when I see Santa, I see the Coca-Cola Santa from, yeah. from back in the 30s. Sure, sure. That's interesting. That's really, really cool. I think Coca-Cola has a lot to do with uh, with the way Santa Claus looks to this very day. I think, is it Har- Harper Bazaar? Yes. They, they, uh, with, with an ad. Yep, that's what it was. Yeah. All right, so James, true or false? Was Jingle Bells written to be a Christmas song? You know what? I've heard this before, and I'm I, I'm going to say false. Because wasn't it, it wasn't it popular uh, for th- Thanksgiving? It was supposed to be a Thanksgiving song as you're dashing through the snow to get to your Thanksgiving feast, right? Yeah. But it became just such a symbol of Jingle Bells and Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Isn't it interesting how that happened? Yeah. When was the first tree put up at Rockefeller Center? This goes back to the first Christmas tree in 1931 when construction workers building the site uh, decided to, to buy one to lift their spirits. And so they were like, hey, we're going we're gonna to do this every year. And so the tradition really didn't you know, get started until the Great Depression in 1933. You know, isn't it funny that like, we can correlate that the Christmas tree makes your spirits bright uh, during the Great Depression and COVID-19, what's happening right mm-hmm. now, and the fact that a lot of us decorated really early. I mean, I decorated way before Thanksgiving um, for Christmas because it, it raised my spirits. When did you start decorating? Because you gave me the hardest time. You did not believe that I put up Christmas lights uh, before Halloween. Now, I, I just wrapped my apple tree at the bottom with white lights. Oh, yeah. And you, Kim did not believe me at all. And so I had to send her a picture. Look, this is what uh, I did. He did it. He did it. But I was fully decorated November 1st. I was not. Um, I waited because I had Halloween decorations up, like orange lights and stuff. And I just gave it a break for a couple of weeks. But the week before Thanksgiving, I decorated. Okay, so one more, one more trivia question. What was the most successful Christmas movie ever? And we've had fun the last couple of weeks talking about our favorite Christmas music and favorite Christmas movies. And some of these movies, it's not a big surprise to see this on the list. Uh, uh, Coming in, let's see. Uh, 
So Home, Home Alone. Yeah, Home Alone. That and this is what's interesting. It's the highest grossing Christmas movie ever. It's two hundred eighty six million at the box office. Coming in second is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It was the one that was released in two thousand with with a box office <laughs> figure at two hundred sixty million dollars. This is according to Forbes. Wow. That's a lot of money. That's you, a lot of money. I still, I'm old school when it comes to how the Grinch stole Christmas. The one that we grew up with. The cartoon with little Cindy car- Woohoo. Yeah. Well, yeah. But um, wait, is the, is the one in 2000, that's one with Jim Carrey, right? Right. I do like that one. It is good, but I still love the, um, the, the classics. The classics. I do like the classics. Right. So, um, yeah, this is interesting little trivia for you about Christmas. Hey, if you're listening to the James and Kim cast right now, uh, make sure you like us. We're on social media under the James and Kim cast and share it with your friends. We, we hope that you, you like this podcast and, and you get to find a little bit about what goes, behind, goes on behind the scenes at Sunny 92.3. And, you know, we heard, I have to say, this one made my, my heart go, yeah. oh, give me chill bumps. We, had a gr- we heard a great story about a um, local nonprofit that saved a six-year-old boy's life here in Chattanooga. We've got Ben Henry on the show with us, and Ben, you have an amazing story of how Blood Assurance helped your six-year-old son, Fisher. This is such an amazing story. Tell us about it, Ben. Um, well, so uh, this is in March of this year. Um, yeah, I've got three boys. The youngest one is six years old, and he's, he started um, having joint pain, which is not something you expect for a six-year-old. Um, it, it got so bad where I had to um, basically carry him out of bed, put him on the couch, and, you know, if he needed to, I just had to carry him around, basically, because, I mean, his, his jaw hurt, his, just everything hurt, and so took him to the hospital or eventually and got him diagnosed, and he had, um, he has leukemia. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, it's been treatment, it's been a crazy year, all, you know, with COVID going on as well, um, but had, had some amazing doctors at Erlanger take, taking great care of him. Um, he's, he's on a great road to recovery now. Um and uh, one of the main things that's helped is someone, you know, someone else gave some blood, you know, someone I've never met, um, but that, the, you know, that person has helped my, my little boy get better. And, you know, what amazing gift. And so I just want to help uh, help others who are in that same situation. Good for you. And I'm so glad you called with this story because we, we've talked about the importance of giving blood. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And, and how it's helping so many people. Uh, like one pint of our blood saves three lives. Well, there's living proof on the phone. His name's Ben Henry. And his name is, uh, is, uh, Fisher. is Fisher, who's six years old, who lives in our community. So I just love this. Oh, my goodness. So we've, we've got two main reasons why you should uh, donate uh, your, your, your blood. Um, ben, thank you so very much. Now, Fisher is is doing better. He he is doing he's doing better. He's he's you know still got some treatment left, but they you know expecting him to do, recover fully. And um, you know hopefully hopefully he won't have to need need any more blood donations. But you know you never know. And uh, sure. it was and just watching that blood go into him and seeing him improve. I mean, it's pretty pretty amazing. And what again? You know, I can't thank that person. The only thing I can do is encourage others to do the same. And I mean, I know I will. I'll never stop wanting to give blood and, you know, do as much as I can. Absolutely. And they're doing a great job there taking care of, you know, social distancing, following all the requirements. Um, They do a great job doing all that. So, um, Well, Ben, thank thank you you. so much. Yes, exactly. That's so interesting that you said that seeing uh, someone else's blood go into your son, Uh knowing that that blood came from somebody that took 30 minutes out of their busy schedule 
to to donate blood. And um, there, you know what? There's you a lot what? of Sunday Eighty Point Three listeners listening to you, going, "Hey, I gave blood." <laughs> and there's a lot of Sunday Eighty Point Three listeners are saying, "I'm never given blood," but you know what? I'm really thinking about it now. Ben, Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Thank you. So it's so good to hear that Fisher's doing well. You can actually donate your blood in honor of Fisher. He's six years old. Here's the telephone number, 423-756-0966. Give blood today with uh, blood assurance. And please keep in mind, if you have had COVID-19 and you've recovered from it, it is so important to give your plasma because, again, our hospitals are um, at overload and capacity right now, and you could be saving a life. That's right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the James and Kim cast for 2020. This is our last one. Sarah, Nara, 2020. I'm glad 2020 is going to be gone. Bring on 2021. And we'll be back with more James and Kim cast then. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, on social media under the James and Kim cast. Like it. Share it. Tell your friends about it. The James and Kim cast. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. So long.